Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Should the network ever go to BT Sport and we have an issue where we can't watch SmackDown for a while? This podcast won't sound any different. Come on to the Rock Show. Come on to the People's Show. Come on to the Premier Show. SmackDown. It's the 31st of August in the year of our Lord 2000. Spiller featuring Sophie Ellis-Bexter, Groove Jet in brackets, if this ain't love, end brackets, is number one in the UK singles chart. What Why song. does it feel now? Why, Why does, does it feel? feel Why does it Why feel, does it feel so good? Why does it feel so good? <laughs> it's a great, great that song. That song's a gift to radio because it never goes anywhere. So, you, so if you're running late for the news, <laughs> you can just jump out at any point and nobody really notices. Just get caught in a loop. Why does it feel? Now? Why does it? <laughs> someone jumped near the vinyl. We've been playing this for twenty minutes. <laughs> Jump near the vinyl. Sorry. Brought to you by Tom Campbell, a young and sprightly mid thirties, and Matthew, three hundred years old. <laughs> X Men is still number one in the UK box office, and my mum's mate to this day still thinks Wolverine is a robot. <laughs> Uh, the WF Royal Rumble, the arcade game, is released on Dreamcast this week. And that's a one where you can have up to nine people on screen, which was an unheard of number at the time. My God, nine people, that's amazing. Sadly, with a roster of 21, <laughs> that's a lot of repeats. I was gonna it's like say. UK TV gold with the amount of replays you see here. Oh, let's, let's take a little moment to remember royal rumble on the dreamcast like you say up to nine wrestlers at the same time a roster of five um and i i loved how when you were playing it they decided that the art of leaving the ring going up the ramp and entering the backstage area was old hat so mid-match you just teleport backstage (laughs) yeah it, it, it turns out THQ looked and saying, wow, we we have the arcade rights to WWF as well as the console rights. Uh, so the Sega's Naomi uh, arcade system, they put this thing out. And I have to say, it's a much better arcade game than it is a console game. Because an arcade game, you're not really that bothered if you're playing it for a bit. Ooh, visual display, ooh, stuff. Missing the entrances, makes sense. Teleporting, that's nice. They do that in Dragon Ball Z. 
but a home console port. I don't think most people knew at the time it was an arcade game in, you know, the 2000. So every review I said said, yeah, it's a nice idea, but it loses the allure when it's you and six Al Snows <laughs> in the ring at the same time, and that's a rumble. Like, you got too many stats in one column and not in the other. Uh, the other notable thing was, this was Big Show's only video game appearance with the 2000 roster, as he was removed from SmackDown 2 and famously No Mercy due to his demotion to OVW and, coincidentally, killing Kane's push on SmackDown TV. Because uh, after obviously shoehorning him into a put, uh, feud with The Undertaker rather than Big Fat Show's rightful involvement. Uh, coincidentally, he returned the following year's Royal Rumble pay-per-view event. Also, Kurt Angle and Taz, who debuted a match against Angle on the 2000 edition, made their first WWF video game debuts. So, The more you know. Still not very good. The BBC is to buy the Steven Spielberg produced World War II drama Band of Brothers, the most expensive TV series made to date. It will air on BBC One in 2001. I watched it years later with a mate of mine who needed to stay up all night because he was recovering from a cocaine addiction. What? <laughs> what a lovely casual. Matt, when are you writing your book? I'll you... just be redacted and I hung out and watched Band of Brothers as he was hooked on redacted <laughs> and needed something to distract him from the horrors of redacted addiction. So what better than the horrors of World War Two and the guy from Friends? Amazing. Yeah. Look, this is what I mean. I, I, I am definitely from Bishop Auckland. It's not going to be some expose. Matthew, secretly from Jesmond. It, it's definitely like, yeah, it, no one's arguing that. <laughs> and also, to make this more relatable to Tom, Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. Oh, my God. And all I've put here is coming soon to a Tom Campbell-related podcast. <laughs> I still want to do a podcast where we just watch crap Disney sequels. <laughs> Like straight to VHS sequels. This <laughs> this one was awful. Like they killed John Smith within the first five minutes, and it's just never mentioned until like half an hour before the end, where he turns up perfectly alive. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, spoilers by the way. Oh, shut oh up. no. Sorry, if you're watching that over Falcon Winter Soldier on Disney Plus, then you've you've you're not right in the head. But. I, I yeah, I've still got that that dream to do the the Disney sequels podcast where we just watch all the crap Disney sequels. I feel like it might be something me and Alex end up doing during lockdown nine. <laughs> oh, poor woman. It's not bad enough having to watch eighteen hours a day of wrestling and now it's you know let's watch or listen to Jim Cummings as King James, King of England, <laughs> while well meaning he is portrayed as a simple-minded buffoon who is very easily manipulated by Ratcliffe. Can I tell you which school I went to in Bishop Auckland, Tom? King James I. Oh. I mean, I'm not going to argue. They're pretty accurate with uh, the people who turn up there. But, uh, yeah, so that was on the list of things we're, we're going to do, or Tom's going to do eventually, and I'll just, I'll just talk about how I had um, Return of Jafar on VHS as a kid, and I thought it was the best thing ever. Now watch it now and go, oh, God. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried is the main star. <laughs> but that was all the wacky, wacky things happening in the wacky world of wacky reality at that time in the Overlord 2000. Who cares about Pocahontas 2 or World of 
World of War 2. Pocahontas 2 and World War 2. The famous sequels at the time. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, when all we really care about is what's going on in the wonderful world of wrestling. And the only way to find out what was happening during those weird times is by listening to the dulcet tones of myself, Matthew Gregg, and his lovely, amazing, spectacular, bombastic, stupendous... I've run out of... Uh, terms for him mr tom campbell who else to listen to the cultaholic classic smackdown podcast how are you my staggering friend i'm all right thank you <laughs> i don't know why i'm inhaling while talking i tell you what i feel old today well oh. on day of recording uh, we're recording this on the 6th of april the year of our lord 2021 ahead of hall of fame tonight none of the wrestlemania stuff has happened yet by the time you hear this you've had takeover wasn't it good i liked it when they did that big spot and everybody went holy poop um <laughs> i um i'm i'm sat currently i'm feeling very old for two reasons one because at the time of our recording the night before the time of our recording the predictions went up for takeover in which I thought, hey, the show's called Stand and Deliver. I'm going to get an Adamant oh, outfit. I know what's going to happen here. I'm going to dress as Adamant <laughs> for, stand, for Takeover Stand and Deliver because he did a song called Adamant. So uh, that happened, to which what I've had I lots do? of messages uh, from multiple people about <laughs> how good my pirate outfit is. <laughs> Included, and I'm going to name and or shame him, Aiden Gibbons, our news hound. <laughs> From... Oh no! Don't 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 talk about t- no no! I don't want to be involved in this. He's a Aiden, good man. I look now. No, listen, Aiden Gibbons. Genuinely, uh, I, I want the the biggest thing I miss about working in the office is sitting across from Aiden because we have some good laughs, me and Aiden, and we have McDonald's Mondays and we take it in turns to buy McDonald's. I tell a lie. He buys them on the way in. I may remember to pay him back by the end of the week, but. He, um, but, but I, I enjoy his company, but he sent me this message. After I had a couple of messages about people going, great pirate outfit, Tom. Aiden messaged me saying, hi, mate. Hope you're well. Uh, I'm doing the write-up for the takeover preview. Odd question. Is your pirate outfit on the predictions based off something? <laughs> to which I just, I just dropped into our chat the stand and deliver video from Adam and the Ants. To which he very much apologised. But I've had a few people go, hey, swashbuckling Tom is my favourite. I'm not a pirate! I'm Adam Ant! From Stand and Deliver! That's the joke! Oh, I get it. A pirate is a pirate ship. I say Stand and Deliver at the start of the video! I sing the Dandy Highwayman song. That's a pirate song. Livid. Time for Graded. (laughs) Anyway, this made me so angry. Stand and Deliver. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) You're not a highwayman, you're a pirate. <laughs> I lost me boat. <laughs> anyway, this made me so angry that I think I've pulled my back out. <laughs> and I'm currently sat talking to you, Matthew. I'm sat propped up in my chair with the microphone close to me, like like closer than normally would be. And I've, uh, Alex has got a wheat bag that I have borrowed from under her side of the bed that is propped up in the part of the back which feels like I'm... It's, it's spazzing out, and uh, and this is this is where we are today. And my plan after you and I finish talking is to go and lie very still for a, a couple of hours in a hot bath. And I have never felt every every minute of my thirty seven years like I have today. <laughs> so you're getting physical then, huh? Oh, barely physical. <laughs> 
but that's me okay. anyway. Otherwise, you know what? Fine form. We can't complain. We do like to complain. We can't Arr, complain. I be <laughs> Captain Darling. Captain. <laughs> I be the dandy highwayman. I need money for a new boat. <laughs> Stu Hart, what are you doing here? I was going to say it's Stu. Stu Hart, what are you doing here? I've come to stretch again. Stretches? Okay. Just be Pirate Hart. Me 36th kid. <laughs> no, no, Kane, I need you. To... <laughs> I can start the podcast, <laughs> yeah, probably. I need you to pop to the shop and, and get me oh, a very special tin of broth for our tea later. It's called Heart's Stew. <laughs> oh, okay. Peaking early. <laughs> Ding dong, I'm back and I've brought him with me. <laughs> no, Kane, you stupid bastard. <laughs> no, I got it wrong again. It'd be okay. I, I brought you a gift. It's Bruce Hart. <laughs> Bruce Hart's a gift. Yeah, you can keep him. <laughs> Bye. He's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Anyway, uh, how are you, mate? What's up? Rough. <laughs> For all that, how are you? I'm doing good, mate. It's, uh, it's done four days solid covering the Easter Bank Holiday Monday for the place because it is supposed to be part-time work, and it is technically, but proper work this weekend because it's bank holiday because we're doing out of hours. <laughs> so those are all out of hours on account of everyone else taking that time off because it's Easter, so... <laughs> Uh, it was some proper calls, some proper business to do, and then many times ringing up people going, I've got a problem with this money, or the tax hasn't been dropped. Mate, call on Tuesday. <laughs> and, You're uh, literally in the office to tell people to call on Tuesday. Yeah, I- I'm here to tell you to not ring. Fantastic. <laughs> Good money if you can get it. So uh, while you were dressing up as a pirate, I was yeah, doing real Fuck work. Tell, a bis- tell, tell, tell people, no, ring back Tuesday. <laughs> You know, in the real world. And as a result, I was very tired this morning. And I slept through my alarm, so I, uh, I've i got some messages from Specsavers going, you little bastard, you're supposed to be in here to get your eyes checked. <laughs> I know, but I couldn't see my phone and didn't appreciate that. <laughs> I'd have gone, oh, do you mean I've been sat in here? I've been sat in here for half an hour. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's just I realise it's the butchers next door. I'll be here long shortly. <laughs> uh, got some nice tripe from the opticians. Oh, no one really's. No one can't see very well. <laughs> so that's how I'm doing. Uh, I'm oh. in a good mood, good spirits. It's just, yeah, everything is positive right now. The body's a bit tired, but that's good because I've been doing stuff. I don't. At the risk of, and I don't, and I'm, and I feel like I want to say this because and I don't want to say this in a negative way because I feel like you and I have a really lovely opportunity to celebrate the life of rather than the passing of. Uh, myself and Justin talked about this last Monday on it was last Tuesday on the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. Uh, it was news that came down the wires last week, and we wanted to take a moment to acknowledge it. Uh, that uh, somebody that, that Matthew, Greg, and I hold in in very high regard uh, within the podcasting world, we lost the, just the other week uh, in Blade Braxton, one half of WrestleCrap Radio with R.D. Reynolds. Uh, I know that. I've talked on the news podcast and with Justin Henry about some of my memories of Blade Braxton. And 
I know Matthew Gregg has, has, has given us a little indication to some of his memories. You may have heard on the podcast with uh, Ross and Jack this week, but um, it was this is a this is a big loss to the industry, isn't it, man? Are you good to talk about it? I certainly am, mate. I don't cool, mate. talk over your lovely introduction because you're better at that than myself. But yeah, as I mentioned on the podcast, uh, about if people watch my streams, I'm fine now. It was just the shock of seeing it on stream that made me go, okay, this stream is over. I am not... The funny train has left the station, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great week till next time I show up. Um, it was nice getting some DMs from people, by the way. I know there's a lot of uh, crossover between people who watch my streams on Call the Holic and listeners' podcasts. So thank you very much. I very, very, very much appreciate that. Um, but regards to Blake Braxton, I said in the podcast, I'll say it again. I wouldn't be here doing this silly podcast with yourself. I wouldn't be doing anything with Call the Holic. I wouldn't be doing Botchamania if it wasn't for finding out about a little website named WrestleCrap, years and years and years ago during ICT lessons at school. So with the fantastic speeds of dial-up, we're supposed to be, you know, it's very hard to uh, try and look at a secret website when the teacher's not looking, when you've got A, dial-up, and no ability to have different tabs open. So, oof, the good old days. So I found WrestleCrap by searching for old wrestling gimmicks, and uh, there it was, and just got hooked on it. I love the idea that they were talking about the crap bits of wrestling, uh, love that they were very informative. Love that there were VHS screenshots in 2001, which I can't even begin to think of the process you'd need to do that. Um, very complicated and stuff, because this is before USB for everything. And that you know what, as well, everything. not just screenshots, but audio these, as well. They used GIFs. GIFs, yes. GIFs nowadays are just, are just shorthand for people online. But like, they were pioneers of something as simple as an animated picture. Right. There's still gifts that they made and uh, I saw on a website called X Entertainment that I still see around. There's one of uh, Hogan in, I forget his name in the film, in No Holds Barred, where he's doing a thumbs up. It's a very low quality gif. I still see that pop up on Twitter. Mm. And I'm like, I remember that gif when I was a kid. It's weird now, that the, the, again, it's very off topic, I guess, but it's very fascinating to see how little things like that can just stick around. One, because there's not a lot of desire to make gifts of uh, No Holds Barred, apart from maybe the Dookie scene. So, uh, Artie Reynolds is the godfather of WrestleCrap, obviously, but Blade Braxton is obviously his capo. His, mm. No, that's not right, Matthew. Sorry, I'm getting my terms mixed up. He's the uh, right-hand man, whatever. You know, I was almost going someplace with that. Uh, he, uh, you know what? He's the Brando. Blade Braxton <laughs> was the Pacino. There we go. Much better. So, yeah. Amazing. It's good in to see him pass. But at the same time, now that I'm over the shock of it, I'm like yourself, Thomas. You said beautifully there. I am much more of the main mindset that I want to celebrate the things he did rather than mourn his passing because we, we all pass, sadly. Not all of us get to make an impression as wide and as lovely as the one that Blade made. So thank you, Blade, as well as RD, because it's hard not matching the two of you together, for the decade, Jesus, of uh, humour and inspiration from WrestleCrap, from the never-ending podcasts, uh, see a pattern there, um, the text write-ups, the, the reenactments, um, getting to meet you several times. And I messaged Comrade Thompson to say, look, thank you for having me for StarCast, mate, for the first two, because I was able to meet him in Chicago, 
And it was a bit like, oh my God, it's Big Braxton. What do I do? I don't want to think I'm stupid. And then we start talking crap. And then in Vegas, we really had a big sit down. Me, RD, and some people wrestled crap. Everybody, everybody just in Henry realized. Um, as we ate uh, some all right pizza, drank some absolutely disgusting beer, and just talked crap about Vegas and stuff. And it just kept on co- You know when you meet someone, Tom? I think I have this with you a lot. One topic will come up. And then you go, yeah, that's great, that's great, that's great. And then they'll say a different topic, and you'll go, yeah, yeah, I know that too. And then you just keep on going back and forth and back and forth, like Wimbledon exchanges. And we had that, mean uh, him. And RD, uh, when I sent him some messages saying, look, I know it's going to you know, almost try to send you messages on Facebook and stuff, seeing how you're doing and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of saying, I hope you're doing all right and whatever. And he said, yeah. And he said, you know, Blade really liked those meetings he had with you. That meant a lot to him. Wow. And... I thought it did because you you love sharing photos of it, like even you know it's like Facebook comes up the anniversary of this event. You're like, all right, that's the time to share. He would share those photos like every few months, of me and him in our best attire, him with his trauma shirt, and me with the Ultimate Warrior, uh, <laughs> get press slam and Rick Rude shirt that I wear because it's funny. Um, that was gifted to Call the Holic, you know, and us drinking beer and stuff like that. He was really really happy with that, and uh, yeah, so it was a pleasure to meet someone. It was such an inspiration for myself, and it's put me where I am today. Inadvertently, it's not like he said, "Ah, Matthew, my son," like Kevin Sullivan, but um, he definitely, yeah. He and I, I got the chance to tell him as well, and I'm, I try and be as grateful as possible for people. I try and look at people and go, "Thank you for, for who you are to me." Because sadly, at the ripe old age of thirty-three, there's a lot of people I know who have passed away. Um, I stopped counting because I got a bit miserable, but. So nowadays, if I go up to people and or message them online or whatever, and I'm feeling nostalgic or whatever, happy memories, and I tell them, look, I'm happy I know you. Um, just want to say that in case anything happens. Most take it well. Uh, I'm sure, though, it's a bit of like, all right, are you okay, Matthew? It's like, no, no, I'm fine, but I am at the point now where I have to be accepting of the fact, like, this could be it. This may be the last podcast me and you do, because even though I don't want it to be. Um, My back is pretty bad. <laughs> I know, it's between that and watching Pocahontas too, so Tom, (laughs) you know what, Matthew, I can't quit. Um, Yeah, everybody who has uh, passed away has had plans. Very few people, maybe people on death row, perhaps, that people go, right, ah, today I'll die. So it's everybody else is like, well, I'll see you next week, and that never happens. So I'm forever grateful for people who have have had an impact, and I want to hopefully show the people that I'm appreciative of them, and I appreciate their friendship, their help they've given me over the years. And I'll segue this in the end of this long speech and saying, of course, Tom, I think I told you 10,000 times, and I know you know, but just to appease me, Tom, you are somebody who currently inspires me, who keeps me canon, and not just for the podcast we do at Holic, but for the videos we stuff, but for the mentality you have in life. Uh-oh, that didn't work. Oh, well, sorry, the next one will be better. Time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that, that attitude of, uh, well, it snowed in, but I put on my tennis rackets on my shoes and plow through. You know, that is a mentality I sometimes forget. Uh, you in uh, professional life and social life, I'm forever grateful for knowing you. Love you lots, Tom. Bless you, mate. I've been incredibly grateful too. You rang me one night and did what, and did, and did just that. I think right. I did. I can't remember what, who, no, I, Jesus. Which, you messaged which, which me because you messaged me and you said, are you free? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And normally if people like say, oh, free for a call, I'm like, oh gosh, everything all right. Alex was sat next to me and you rang and it was just to say, I just want you to want to say thank you for recording today and I appreciate you. And we chatted for a bit and made a nice laugh. And then we, and then we hung up and Alex said, did he just ring just to say, 
to say thank you and he appreciates you. And I said, yeah, he did. And it, and it actually surprised her because she's like, oh, is, is he okay? I was like, no, he's fine. It's actually a lovely thing that we should all do more of. Right. You know, it's something we should do more of. And it says something that when we're so... We're so hardened to only getting bad news and only reporting when things are bad that there is this little shock to the system when something good happens. Hmm. I noticed it last week. Um, she won't mind me telling because she doesn't listen. Um, Alex finished up um, her three-month work uh, on the radio. She had a three-month contract that finished. And it was the last show that she was doing on afternoons with the presenter, with her presenter, Tamsin Robson. And uh, I I went in to meet them because so I was on after by by sheer by sheer luck I was booked to do the show after them so I was going in anyway so on the way in I picked up um, some flowers and and a bottle of prosecco for Alex I thought well I'll get one for Tamsin as well I'll get some flowers and a bottle of, and I'm in like a little gift bag and and I brought them in Alex and I give Alex flowers relatively often but she's always receptive of them but she's like oh thank you you didn't have to do that i said i I did shut up of course i did you did great well done great three months and then the presenter came out and i handed her this gift thing and she looked like what's this for like really quite Mm. like hey i said this is for you why (laughs) just because because you're finishing today and then you've done a great job and she was so taken aback because it doesn't like very there's so much in in most industries where we only reach out to people when something's wrong and i don't think we do it enough when something's right we really don't and we should more often i think that they'll and it's easy just to only see when only see when negative stuff comes in. i'm guilty of that as 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 lovely things you've said about me are i am really guilty of some days just seeing the negative stuff and and getting swamps in it but but i always if i don't achieve it i always strive to achieve it the high the idea of i'm i'm gonna focus on good stuff i'm gonna reach out to people with good things i'm not always you know i don't want to just be somebody that always gives bad news if something's good i just want to reach out and someone say i want you know i thought that was really good you know Hmm. and that sort of thing and this is hey we only started smackdown yeah (laughs) <laughs> I think that that's something that's something, and it's it sucks that it takes a death for us to to, to be reminded of that. It sucks that it takes a death to be reminded that hey, we should tell people more how much they mean to us, you know. But it always is. It's always in the wake of a death where suddenly that part of your brain goes, "I should call home. I should call them. I should yeah. message him." These gentle reminders. Mm, but it, but we shouldn't need them. But. You know what? Yeah, you are right, and I echo those words. And it's it's actually you saying that. I'm like, yes, I did ring you. Why was that? And I'm trying to think, who passed away then? I'm searching my brain, and you know what? I almost don't remember who it was. Who's I don't think away. anyone did. I think you just did it, uh, which I think was really nice. Well, maybe it was just in a negative mood. I just needed to go. Maybe, you know what? Maybe. Not a negative mood. Sorry, that's the wrong word. I mean, just in a uh, reflective mood, I should say. Because yeah, you're right. You can't look at it. everything like that. There's things you have to look at of uh, life problems. <laughs> best be and um, there's a bunch of stuff you have to look at today's problems and then there's this week's problems and stuff and so i think we got focused on today's problems get the sword out that we don't always get the chance to go you know what i think i'll ring tom and say how much he means to me as a person so 
Amazing. Amazing. Well, look, let's take that. Let's take some good stuff from that. And let's watch yeah, some Hopefully people can learn from that. Now. Yeah, as we uh, look at the wonderful world of wrestling during this time. Tom, I don't know. I've got so caught up in all that bloody oh horrible emotions and stuff i forget what 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 time is it what year is it oh i need some context for my wrestling i tell you i'm all over the place well look, let's bring you straight back down to earth with a little bit of asmr hey have a listen to this that's me readjusting my wheat bag for my bad back because it fell out of position so that's me adjusted lovely Let's talk about the wrestling. <laughs> so it is indeed the year of our Lord 2000. We uh, are coming out of out of the summer, out of a hot, hot summer for the WWF and for wrestling in general, maybe, but certainly the WWF. ECW are doing really well at the moment. There's lots of conversations this week in the wrestling, this bloody week in the wrestling, all about ECW uh, looking to get that deal with the USA Network. At this point, it looks like a thing that's going to happen, that as soon as the WWF comes off the USA Network, we're going to see ECW step into that role. We will keep you up to date with what happens there. Um, SummerSlam. Reflecting on SummerSlam is the uh, the the point of the day in the Observer this week. Can confirm from Dave Meltzer that Kurt Angle is okay. Dave says Angle was oh. taken to the hospital after SummerSlam. This is uh, following that scary concussion that he suffered during the main event of SummerSlam. Angle was taken to the hospital and held overnight for observation. The CAT scan came up negative in checking for a concussion from the information that we were given. But on television, they pushed the idea that he was suffering from a concussion and memory loss. Backstage after the match, before going to the hospital, Angle couldn't remember anything that took place in the match after his head hit the floor when the table broke, causing him to land wrong. So he certainly had a very close shave there. A very close shave, but it looks like he's all right. SummerSlam box office, slow start, but slow and steady won the race. They sold out Raleigh, North Carolina Entertainment Sports Complex, 17,002 in the building. Over $1,150,000 taken uh, at the gate and an extra 200000 in merch. Seventh highest live gate in the history of American pro wrestling the first million dollar gate for an event that isn't called wrestlemania and and on a similar note talking of successes do you remember when we watched SummerSlam, matthew what feels like a lifetime ago mm-hmm. and we laughed at that really odd ad ad placement for vinnie's restaurant in raleigh oh i was gonna say hopefully you bring this up yes tom i do what about it it's actually it was named because it's named after vince mcmahon true story uh he was vince was involved in the original financing of vinnie's restaurant in raleigh uh it turns out friends family friends setting up a restaurant vince helped him out financially they called it vinnie's there you go so give him a shout out on a pay-per-view that did a million dollar box wow (laughs) that do you know what it's doing today (laughs) <laughs> is it Shaney's? Um, do you know what? I actually didn't even look up whether Vinny's in Raleigh is still a thing. Do you know of what? Of course not. Who it cares? is. It is still oh, a thing. It is still a thing. Uh, Vinny's Steakhouse and Tavern, as it's now do. Uh, steaks, seafood, wine and spirits in a high-end setting with display wine cellar and a heated patio. It's currently closed. Otherwise, I'd call them. But uh, maybe one day we'll call them. 
Ah, not long. We should do of... more stuff like that where we just call we them. We should. We should. I mean, we can't do that with WF New York or Pasta Mania, <laughs> but we can surely do that with Vinny's McMahon Outdoor Tavern and Grill. <laughs> and Bar and Growl. Aye. And just to show how professional I am during these things, you did say apparently they took over a million in the box office. Now I went, they took? Who did it? Was it a dandy highwayman? And that did not happen. <laughs> no, it was not a pirate, happen. mate. <laughs> <laughs> Give me money. Which apparently I was. Or the lead singer from My Chemical Romance who'd let himself go. Um, let's look to the wrestling future in the form of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who? Exactly. Steve Austin's return. According to Dave in The Observer, at this point, the working plan is to heavily push for the next couple of weeks the return of Steve Austin to television for the 25th of September, coinciding with the first Raw on TNN. Now, this could change, but it's a strong idea. He may be involved in some form, although not as a wrestler, on the 29th of September pay-per-view, as he's healthy enough to stomp hit some ropes, and most of all, do the stunner. WWF has set up a ring at Austin's house, and they will be flying wrestlers to San Antonio to work with him regarding getting back into ring shape. He started that training over the past couple of days, and they are targeting the October pay-per-view, No Mercy, as his match return. Although there is a possibility, it'll be held off until Survivor Series. So Austin is getting back in shape here, Maff. That's nice. I like the idea of people... uh Bringing, going to his place and going, all right, hey, Steve, want to wrestle? He's like, that's fantastic. I'm glad to get into shape with all these people come around here. Uh, oh, there goes the door. Who's the latest person that's been sent to train me? Err, it be me, Stuart. <laughs> For God's sake, you can't show up in every bloody segment and Steve Austin shuts the door on him. But you said you wanted some hot stew. No, that's the wrong bit. Go God away. God damn it, Kane. Steve Austin. Steve Austin's now the, the, the general, the army guy from Monty Python. This sketch is getting very silly. Stop it! This sketch is getting very silly. No one likes a good laugh more than I do, hmm. except my wife. What? Some of her friends. What? Captain Johnson. What? Hmm. <laughs> the deer behind me at that interview. <laughs> what? Right. The Ministry of Silly Walks. What? <laughs> Austin the general. John! Thanks, John. Ugh. Love you, John. Um, not much else to talk about in the wrestling news this week. I will mention this from the UK uh, that uh, it's, you know what? It's a big idea when you consider that it's a big thing when you consider that Dave's talking about this in the Observer, which is primarily based off of America. Uh, soccer knocked the raw off the top of the Sky Sports oh, ratings in the UK. Went for- the. For the week of the 20th of August, the season opener drew 900,000 viewers, which beat Raw at 390. SmackDown had 260. uh, Heat, (laughs) which is broadcast uh, as opposed to cable on Channel 4, had 1,180,000 viewers. (laughs) Heat is outdrawing Raw. (laughs) Just because it's on Channel 4. Of course it is. It's not bloody live like Raw is. Those are the Raw tapings at at 1am, right? (laughs) <laughs> that's what that, Meltzer has left all the context I'm saying I'm Bruce Pritchard now but Meltzer's left all the context there and it seems he seems aghast at the idea that soccer would outdraw Raw in a country like oh I don't know England <laughs> bloody idiot he still insists he said one time that George Best's uh, indoor football career uh, was better than his like normal career 
he said that because he used to report on George Best's American indoor. I don't know. Everyone's a really interested in that part of George Best's career. Um, but yeah, he there said that. <laughs> he said that, and he also bloody said that the one, one of the times he went to England, uh, he walked past I don't know Poundland or whatever. I think which part of the UK it was in. This is something that he still hasn't let down. And they had again Poundland, not Woolies. <laughs> Not Debenhams or anywhere like that. Yeah, fucking Poundland. And uh, there were lots of Joey from Friends merchandise because that's where they tend to sell stuff that's been on sale everywhere else and isn't quite selling. Or maybe people will buy it for a quid. And he walked past there and he wrote down in the Observer, wow, well, Friends hasn't been on the air for some time, but apparently it's still big in the UK. So that's uh, that's probably why they still like Big Daddy and things. It was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you past the Poundland. <laughs> Poundland sell any old shite. Exactly. But he he wrote down on the Observer, so they're going, wait, do you think we're still like Joey, Joey? <laughs> so uh, I went to uh, what they call a, a pound land in the UK. To and, pound uh, land, a land of pounds. It's weird to name a shop after a wait. Um, and... Uh, I noticed that everyone in the UK loves Friends and eats Finder's crispy pancakes. Oh, oh! Now, now, now we are talking. <laughs> it is and like free bentos pies. Uh, I remember uh, now. Free bentos. He was uh, an oh, amateur no, wrestler. <laughs> Justin, where are you? I miss you. Uh, uh, oh, the the main bentos. attractions in uh, English wrestling: uh, soccer. Yeah, who thought of Joey <laughs> and Frey Bentos, the Bentos resting legacy. I mean, mate, we laugh. Not Frey Bentos, no. We laugh, but it's not, it's not completely wrong. <laughs> Friends is one of the highest rated series on Netflix in the UK, and we do love a Frey Bentos. Oh, God, you're right, actually, thinking about it. He was dead on, but, uh, but the fact that he didn't go, again... Judging the entire country on the cheapest place and then going and bloody reporting about it to sort of people who take his word as gold is like, come on. There's a lot of love. It doesn't matter for, that he's uh, right. A lot of love for Greg <laughs> Valentine. Love <laughs> a lot of love for Greg Valentine in the UK. There's a he owns a chain of bakeries. Oh. <laughs> John, do Greg outside oh, of Greg's. No, Thank John, you. John, withhold yourself. Tag the Undertaker in it. <laughs> With no context. Go. And just put what do you think of that, mate? <laughs> My new thing at the moment, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it, is to get John to do stuff like Photoshop to The Undertaker and then just tag The Undertaker in it with no context. Bloody hell. Is The Undertaker go, what the hell? <laughs> What's wrong with his boy? <laughs> like, and there's Michelle in the room going, Undertaker, <laughs> why is she calling him Undertaker? <laughs> Undertaker, sweetie. <laughs> what are you doing? That that mad bastard John Eilish photoshopped me again. <laughs> Why is Michelle calling him Undertaker? Mr. The Undertaker. Undertaker, sweetie. <laughs> I've got a table booked for Undertaker. <laughs> uh, is that The Undertaker? Yes, The is my first name. <laughs> Could be Undertaker. <laughs> Could be under American Badass. <laughs> yeah, there's Kane the Undertaker. No, 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 that's my old man. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. Man. Let me have a look. <laughs> that's Undertaker's hair. 
in Death Valley. <laughs> That's my wrestling news uh, this week. Nothing else massively oh, exciting happened, so let's yeah, there crack on. There was some wrestling there, wasn't there, Tom? <laughs> there was some wrestling If you look there. hard enough. Let's crack on with SmackDown before we get another hour into the podcast. Yes. Also, a quick thing. I believe we said it on the SummerSlam Watch Along, or if not, was on a previous episode of SmackDown. We got confirmation on Twitter about that Val Venus taunt that was in No Mercy Ooh, where yes, we it did. looks like he puts his hand in between his legs and he's like, look at my hand, my hand is a cock. Um, and I'm like, what the hell is this about? Is this an old Japanese wrestling thing? I don't remember Val Venus doing this. Someone found a gif of him doing it and it's not quite between the legs, but it is sort of like his, he's stiffening up his hand because, you know, he's, he's Val Venus, use your imagination. And uh, yeah, found the exact moment he used it on Raw, and they put and that it in was the game. set to be. Thing is, they used it as a taunt, but what it looked like it was gonna be was like a like a third punch in a punch combo. You know how the Rock goes oh, like punch, Road punch. Yeah, like yeah. Road Dog does the shake, rattle, and right hand. Rock does punch, 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 spit on hand, punch. Looked like Val was gonna do punch, 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 <laughs> whack your lad out, punch. Yeah. Where did it all go wrong for Val there? Uh, let's find out by watching this week's Raw. Raw this week's Smack Talk. Oh, sorry, I'm back in the other podcast mode. In dramatic recap mode, Triple H is waiting for Stephanie. He hasn't seen her in 24 hours. It must be that damned Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle says he sustained a concussion at SummerSlam. See, Melter was right. So he doesn't recall everything. But he does recall Triple H striking Stephanie... An angle returning from the concussion to help Steph out of the match because Triple H is a lousy champ and an even lousier husband. This brings out Triple H to the ring. Angle explains that he probably finally knocked some sense into Stephanie and she realised how bad a guy he is. Triple H doesn't take it well and sends him out the ring and finds time to tear his shirt off. And then a segment which made my jaw drop. China goes to see Triple H to see if he's okay. Mm. And this is the Triple H who admitted he was seeing Stephanie when he was supposed to be seeing China in real life, just saying. She tells Triple H to give his wife a chance. Eddie doesn't like China talking to Triple H, and who can blame him? Kurt gives Eddie some friendly advice and go wrestle for her. So Triple H versus Eddie happens on Raw, and Kurt Angle chair shots China, and then Eddie to remind everyone he's the bad guy. And that was the recap. Witty wee, witty woo, oh my god, we're in uh, UPN. Huh. We don't get a location, fair enough, uh, but we do get a <laughs> Stephanie who walks to the ring. Crowd slut shames her to start off the show. We are in North Carolina, I know that I was going to say, yeah, we will get to that later on. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't appreciate all the rumours about where she was after SummerSlam, and she'll explain, slut, 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 that she was in the hospital because her brother was in so much pain from landing off that big old uh, safety mark with Steve Slut. No, no, really, it's true. It's true, she oh. says, that looks awkward and moves on in a funny bit. That's the entire crowd making that noise that Tom Campbell just made. Uh, her and Triple H are just fine. Kurt Angle heads to the ring. Here we go. Get ready for the Kurt Angle show here. I admire you, Stephanie, in the same way people admire me for my medals. Kurt Angle shows the footage of Triple H striking Stephanie from SummerSlam. And it's in slow motion. So Kurt says, see, he had plenty of time to move his strike. That is a man enraged, a man in anger, laments Angle. Uh, 
<laughs> Stephanie isn't having it. It was a clear accident as he was aiming for Kurt. So Angle shows Triple H in China backstage, hugging. That is a disgrace, laments Angle. That is a married man. Your man. That hits Stephanie in the heart. She can't believe it. China heads out for what I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is the first, maybe only, Stephanie-China interaction on TV. Uh, the PTC probably don't appreciate her nipples, who are also in attendance for the segment. Uh, the IC champion denies everything. Kurt says he hit Triple H on Raw and then followed up by hitting Eddie only because he was still blurry from his concussion and had double vision and assumed Triple H had risen up. Kurt says, I would never hurt my Latino friend. Kurt then shows footage of China checking on Triple H on Raw after getting twatted. Stephanie fully believes in Kurt now, so China has enough and heads to the ring. Whoa, China, I don't hit women. I'm not Triple H. Unless it's in self-defense, then I will. But that's the only reason, so don't make me kick your butt, says Angle. <laughs> Stephanie gets in the way as China heads towards her, and it looks like it's on. But Kurt sneaks in and gives her an Olympic slam to bring out Eddie for a beatdown and a quick escape. An absolute one-man show from Kurt Angle. Aww. I loved all this. He's the dumbest puppet master I've ever seen, <laughs> and I is. loved it. But you know what's even dumber is everybody else going, oh my God. Yes, <laughs> like Stephanie, who just buys it for a part to to a point. She doesn't buy. She doesn't buy the uh, the the punch thing because she goes, "Well, you played that clip in slow motion. That's great." <laughs> look, look, Steph. He's got loads of time. Look, you can clip. No, it's, it's in slow motion. Oh, but okay, yeah, I but see. then he but then he crops the video of 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 uh, China checking on Triple H. It's like and that's all the evidence she needs. Um China yeah, absolutely angle here stunning. China if that's your real name. <laughs> oh. Just a wonderful shit stirrer. Just a wonderful shit stirrer. And I, in amongst all of this this shit from a brilliant Kurt Angle, right? Big pop for Guerrero. Nice mm. to see Eddie in the mix there. Like it's we'll see, we'll end up seeing Eddie Guerrero in the main event tonight, and and I loved it. I like seeing Eddie Guerrero involved with everything there. Likewise, mm. ah, so again, just Kurt, just masterful here in the segment where he's just playing Kurt Angle, I guess. Um, oh, you didn't know your bleep? No, I've missed out a bit. Backstage, Triple H walks right into Triple H's room where he sees Kurt and Steph together. He goes for him, but Steph forces Triple H to explain China. It was a friendly hug, yells Triple H. We were on a break, says Dave Meltzer, <laughs> lamenting the fact that Joey from Friends is as big as Prince Charles is today. And nearly taking out a cameraman and then leaving to calm down. Man, that's tragic. So disgusting. And yeah, the, cam the cameraman took a right fall here, didn't he? He did. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put the cameraman back together again. <laughs> so it's really sad to get the segment where Triple H and Steph look like they're going to split up and it's all horrible. The cameraman's taking a bump. It's really sad and tragic. Do, 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 do. Oh, you didn't know. Do, 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 do. You're now censored because of PTC, but not because of PTC, you understand? I'd better call somebody. Dog reveals for the first time we are in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Dog says, this is America, ain't it? Oh, were. Uh, dog wants his freedom. Who do you think you are, Stephen Richards of the PTC? I mean, RTC. 
come down here and we'll see how we worship in the house of the dog. You know, he didn't go over and serve in Desert Storm to come here and have some uh, slow flake tell him that he can't have tables and tits and blood and swearing on a show advertised for kids. <laughs> Crowd, yeah! Uh, and by the way, as we're waiting for PTC to show... Uh, beg your pardon, the RTC, the completely different show up. It wasn't just the opening segment. The hard cam this week is the opposite side. So wrestlers are heading via the right of the screen. So weird change. Not sure about that. Uh, anyway, Bull Buchanan of the... Don't call him the PTC. Says, you need to think about your children. Open their lives and notice how my opponent promotes vulgarity and filth. Crowd cheers. I don't want my babies watching this disgrace. <laughs> Bull was underrated on the mic during this. Role, I, I forgot he say. was Southern. Yeah, right. He, he said that little during his career. Mm. You know, he's from. Of course, he's Southern. He's from South Africa. <laughs> oh yes, because he was in the Truth Commission. <laughs> from South America, Africa. <laughs> anyway, whatever match with, uh, sorry, it is a whatever match with Bull getting his vaulting top rope clothesline stuff, which the crowd doesn't react to, I guess because he's a bad guy. But a very nice finish here. Sees Bull going for the scissors kick and Road Dog reversing it into the stretch Armstrong pump handle slam for the mm, win. That was great. Yeah. A lovely finish, which the crowd goes, oh, that was a nice thing. And Dog runs out via the crowd to avoid the RTC's revenge. And I guess we've done the split with Road Dog and X-Pac, but X-Pac's just a natural heel. But I thought I remembered Road Dog turning on Pac. No, Did no, no, happened? no, no. Pac turned on Dog. Oh, right. I, SummerSlam. I was trying to remember what happened with that Pac gave, amazing match. Pac gave Dog a low blow to win. And then that's afterwards, right. that's when Road Dog went, ah, you cheated. Oh, I'm going to hit you with a, with a doggy style pump handle. And now I'm a good guy. Oh, uh, I see. Yes. I like how Brian James, um, get well soon, Brian, um, who has been very much proud American. I choose what I should watch. He's probably part of the team that's helping to edit for Peacock now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yeah. It's, and it's just, there's something really special now about watching the right to censor stuff with everything going on in 2021 with WWE being censored relatively heavily. And I say relatively heavily because somebody put out some clips this week of their peacock screen so obviously we can't see it because we're in the uk but they they actually mentioned chris benoit on peacock oh i noticed that yeah yeah like to and which is they never did they never acknowledged benoit on the network but on peacock it's his name is there you can search him uh and uh yeah so maybe i maybe our fears that benoit would be removed from history on the network were were grossly exaggerated yeah. They, hey, what? It's not that uh, scene from Community. I can tolerate Benoit, but I draw, I draw the line at blackface because someone goes, you can tolerate Benoit? <laughs> but anyway, yes, uh, I think it was Wiretap or Soundwave, one of those really hilarious people on Twitter said something like, at this rate, Benoit will be appearing in Space Jam 2. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Everybody else is in that. I was going to say, it's like, hey, hey. We we are all right with Clockwork Orange, but we draw the line at Pepe Le Pew. Picture <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. You're all right with Clockwork Orange? <laughs> anyway, China and Eddie Guerrero go see Sheriff Foley. <laughs> okay. He makes it a triple threat match between Kurt Angle, 
Aguero and Triple H because they both want a bit of Kurt. Mm-hmm. And that decision is final. Right here in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Burn of the week by Stacker 2. <laughs> it's Edge and Christian doing the dwarfs dressed as their opponents bit on Raw when that was relatively fresh. Ugh. It would Burn not week. go on to be fresh because I seem to recall in the in the simulator game Extreme Warfare Revenge, when you wanted to book a segment as opposed to a match, one of the segments that you could book, if you had a certain combination of writers and you had a certain level of uh, censorship or lacquer thereof on your show, you could book as a segment, quote, midget impersonation and brawl. Yeah. That became such a, a trope <laughs> in this era that it was part of a video game. Yep. That was Burn of the Week by... St- Sorry, Burn Week by Two of Stacker. <laughs> Agent Christian and Jackie are here for some reason. Uh, they do they do the same hype puns, which both the Hardys and Adam Cole do not really appreciate. Uh, and the Hardy boys show up with Lita. Oh, that's why that Jackie's there. I see. It's a six-person tag. And they remind the crowd this is their home state crowd. Oh, we didn't know that. Yay, Hardys. Yay. Now we're going to cheer for you. <laughs> now we remember you. Now you've said where I live. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Arizona. <sighs> anyway. Yes. So... Where are we at? Uh, We get lovely action with the pop for Lita being the most lovely. And then Jackie tries a sidewalk slam and ends up dropping her on her head in an unlovely spot. Have you seen WWE Untold, uh, the Mick Foley-Edge WrestleMania match? No, I've seen a bunch of those Untold. I've seen the one with uh, Edge and Cena, which is fantastic, by the way, uh, because they laugh at how bad John Cena Senior is at promos. Now they had to... Anyway, sorry, I digress. Why, why are you talking about this book? Uh Lita talks in WWE Untold about, about how she's perfected the art of ragdolling. Uh, and and it, it never more beautifully explained the way that she sold stuff. Like how she basically just <laughs> gets into the move and then just goes limp. Like her, her, uh, her, her physics are all wonky. And and this throughout this match, I just had a couple of moments where I was like, Jesus, she's gonna break her neck. But she she just has excellent crumple physics. And and which is how like it always looks like she's just died of a really basic move. But really she's fine. I hope so, because after this <laughs> she then lands on her own face during a flapjack. So <laughs> urgh, I've written here. More action occurs until Jackie gives Jeff a drop kick off the top rope to the back of his head. Bloody hell. She's so brutal, they should call her New Jackie. <laughs> Oof, I wrote that. God. Lita delivers a smooth jumping hurricanrana to Edge to set up the Swanton and a very hot win, and then they hang out with their dad at ringside. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Yeah, any other thoughts here, Tom? Um, I thought good six-man. Six. Good, good six-person match. Uh, Jacqueline's missile dropkick to Jeff was incredible. I thought. I thought that was a really solid dropkick that jeff had no idea what was coming <laughs> just clattered the back of his head jacqueline's very good i don't remember her turning heel 
I thought she was a face last time I saw her. I guess that she's one of those people where, where the women's division is quite thin. She'll just sort of slot into whatever role she's needed. Yes, I'd say that. I think. She's a supporting actor. Yeah. And she supported quite well. And that's all I could say here. Need someone from the tag with. There's no evil Canadian women here yet. Well, there's Trish, but oh, yeah, I think we've already done that to death with TNA. And more on that later on, don't worry. Mm. Stephanie bumps into Angle backstage and clarifies the kiss was just a kiss a friend would give another friend. <laughs> Stephanie. I've never kissed you okay. like that more than once. Yes. Just a few times. <laughs> Saturn versus Al Snow for the European title again. Oh, and I'll put in here, oh God, not again. Al brings out the worst in Saturn. Well, I think I was a bit pessimistic there at the start. You of this certainly match. were, my Saturn. friend. This rematch brought to you by Honda, RC Cola, and Divas postcards from the Caribbean. Because in that porn is hard in 2000. So have Saturn a softcore VHS instead. Or as we call it back in the day, Channel 5 on Friday night. <laughs> Perry Saturn lands the press slam into another slam and then goes out to perv on Terry. <laughs> Al tries to use the guardrail as a springboard, but Terry shoves him into the crowd. No fan catches him, and why would they? Saturn <laughs> locks in a long hold to kill whatever heat they had to begin with, which is sad. But then, many pin attempts gets them back. Al Snow lands a moonsault, but Terry gets head. Ooh, yes, that was the gimmick. However, Al gets head and bonks it off Saturn. One, two, hey, 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 says the referee. What's that head doing in the ring? And Perry's like, no, I was born this way. I just, he goes, no, 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 this head, this head. <laughs> As Al argues the referee, Saturn lands a tiger suplex for the... Pi oh, a kick out. Bloody hell. Perry attempts to use the head but misses. Can't get the rings of Saturn as Al converts it into a dragon sleeper, of all things, to become the new European champion. And they gave it their all at the very end there with all the wacky match end stuff, teasing and teasing and teasing, which is very uncommon for a SmackDown during this period and really effing uncommon for Al Snow, Perry Sutton and the European title division around this time. So bloody hell, I had no expectations because every time I see Perry Sutton, I'm reminded that the Perry Sutton in my head is not the Perry Sutton that was around this time. But yeah, this is easy. The best thing... Well, he's the best thing Al's done on you. I mean, bloody hell, what, the hell's that? what type of compliment is that? But probably the best thing Perry's done since joining WWF. This was think, far better than it ever deserved to be. I thought these two just went for it. It was a really fun match. A really good work rate match. And God damn it! Like, I feel the same about Perry Satin here than I do about Adam Bomb on the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. Like, uh, if the world, if the if the stars had been slightly aligned differently, like, here's a guy you could have... Uh, he could have been a thing. He's so good when he's on and he's in the room. He's so good. I don't think he needs accoutrement like a Terry or a Moppy. I think just as a badass wrestler who looks like he would rip your skull out, like... And then just the, the moveset that he has is so fun, so impactful. Like, jeez. He feels like... If he was to look on the outside, look it in, you'd think he's cool if you didn't know everything that you knew. you go, he's cool. I want to see him mix it up in the top. A Rock Perry Saturn match, just one, I think would have been great. Just so definitely one. had one because I remember Rock doing one eye that. Oh no, that was earlier, wasn't it? Oh, I've had that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I want just one Rock Perry Saturn match. You know what? As if the title change wasn't enough, 
From the Wrestling Observer, Terry wearing an orange dress on SmackDown was in fact a very subtle rib at Taz, since orange is supposed to be his colour. Taz spoke with Lisa Marie Veron, Victoria the Ho, thank you Dave, about her wearing orange that led to people ribbing him on it. Taz is seemingly the brunt of everyone's jokes these days. Aww. It appears, as we figured, they would never let him get over due to his size and his ECW role as a tough guy or a killer or a guy that throws everyone around. They want him to do a 180 and play the underdog role of a guy who sells like crazy but never gives up. Similar to that angle they did with him early in his tenure with Bossman Albert, where they wound, pound him to death, and he keep coming back for more pounding. Woof, what a lad. Um, and reminds me of the, I forget where I read this, but no one said it isn't true. JBL apparently was walk around, it must have been around this time, when it was, let's rib Taz, because he's an idiot, um, with a bandage on his toe. A hey, ooh, ooh. And someone said, what's up? He goes, oh, I, tr I tried to leapfrog Taz. Oh, <laughs> I feel for him. Oh, Suplex King. <laughs> like, he was sold such a bill of rights to to come to the WWF. And he's just become a joke. Like, he's not that bad. But he's, he's in the land of the joke. Giants. He's in the land of the Giants. This is, yeah. you know, uh, it's... What was the what's the the book? It's Gulliver's. This is like Gulliver's Travels, <laughs> starring Taz, and he's just turned up in the land of the giants, and he was fine in the lily in the lily <laughs> in the Lilliputton world, but he's he's in the land of the giants now, and it and it's not a good look, you know. It's the character of Taz in ECW was the guy who suplexed everybody, never sold or and rarely lost. I think he went a year without. A pinfall or something. I think he's ever submitted, but a pinfall loss. And when it did, it was against two men. And a lot of that is gone when you have him act like a normal dude. It's like, all right, cool. It's a shite wee Taz. Um, so, yeah. You know what? I still love him. I don't care. Oh, mate. He's, oh, he's doing some of his best work right now. <laughs> well, as we'll get on to later on. Triple H apologizes to Steph for that China interaction, and she accepts and gets ready for acceptance kiss from her husband. But Triple H isn't ready to accept the apology because what's this about you and Kurt? Triple H rants and raves about Kurt, Kurt, Kurt and gets so mad he starts throwing stuff around until we cut to outside of the room, just Joe hearing the commotion and running away. We had seen that uh, soap opera style, what's going on here type thing, but I guess it works. <laughs> and then to um, completely ruin the action as we wonder if what Triple H is doing to Stephanie, we get a quick look at Undertaker on his bike. <laughs> Thanks. That, that was a perfect time for that. Oh, uh, what's happening then? Is Triple H killing Stephanie? Is she all right? Oh, no, no time for that. Here's an interview with Al Snow. <laughs> Good times. Uh, she'll be. He's cold because he's made of snow and still will Stephanie, by the looks of things. He is going to bring respect to the citizens of Europa. Europia. Europea, oh sorry. No, mate, I was, how do you not know? How do you not know how to pronounce where you come from? Oh, all right, yeah, you think I know? Say, <laughs> We're all citizens of Europea. Like, in, in a, you're in a Europea. Uh, so uh, far, Joey from Abs is. Uh, <laughs> Joey from Abs. Joey from Abs. Yes. <laughs> That's what they call him in West Europea. Pete from Gas. Pete um, from Gas. So far, right? One match, one promo. Al Snow, A plus. I'm not doing graded for much longer, so have that. Uh -huh. A plus on Al Snow's European title run so far. 
I like so this far, promo. So it was good. great. It was great. If he keeps this up, it'll be... Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay, so can we go back to... What's Triple H doing to Steph? Can we go, all right, now we go back to... Um, well, speaking of big lugs, his lugs, the boots with attitude. <laughs> presenting Kane, kicking out of the rock bottom, and then Undertaker <laughs> choke slamming him. Wearing his lugs. Yes, that was supposed to be Kane's big push, but the Big Show stayed fat, damn it. Lugs, <laughs> unlike Big Show, will not let you down, fat bastard. <laughs> That's a weird slogan they had for a while. Yeah, it's weird. That's probably why Lugs aren't around anymore. Lugs, my wife left me. Fat bastard. <laughs> I think I was quite mad thinking about God damn it, look how cool Kane is. He should have been feuding with The Rock right about now or doing something. It should have been Kane and The Rock all the time. It should have been me. <laughs> it could have been Pope. <laughs> I could have been Pope, Ted. <laughs> Father Kane. <laughs> It could have been a... <laughs> John and uh, Colonel XB, Father Kane. <laughs> New yeah, show. Together. From the people who brought you, that's got to be Kane. <laughs> it's Father Kane. I love Colonel XB because he's either tweets, you know, his own wonderful little series, or he tweets, I can't believe people are watching this. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he tweets now. God love the man. I mean, disbelief. You know, what's what's people... wrong with you all? <laughs> Even Alex wonders that. And do you know what? I showed Alex some of Colonel XB's fine work. And she watched it and she went, so did you ask him to do that? I went, no, no, no. He just does it. Like, he's, he's brilliant. And, and Alex is like, I can't believe how popular that quote unquote bollocks you do with Matthew <laughs> has become. I think because normally when me and you record, Alex, if she's not at work, she'll be in the other room. And all she hears, I'll just say, oh, I've just got to pop into the spare room just to do some work for a few hours. And she'll just hear, oh, Linda, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'll come out going, oh, hey, I'm finished now. I was work all right, was it? Yeah, that was, that was definitely work. It was definitely work. Very proud to call it work. But anyway, shut up, Math. Right? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Father Kane's the new series. <laughs> like, oh, here I am. I've got uh, the one thing I always wanted. I've got my own parish. I'm now a father. I'm now a man of the cloth. Oh. And so in episode one, <laughs> it's Kane. And his brother, the Undertaker, Father Undertaker. <laughs> Father Undertaker and Father Taz. And they're, <laughs> they're all sat on Cracky Island. And Kane's like, oh, looks like it's... <laughs> <laughs> now then. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, shut up. Father Taz comes in and goes, Hey, Father Kane, I've got these two bottles for you. 
Now, one of them contains holy water from the Vatican City. The other, I need you to use to water the plants. Now, don't get the two mixed up. And then, I don't know, the plant has a halo on it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Father Kane will be right back. Sponsored by Lugs, Fat Bastard. <laughs> a beautiful series of flips there from Tom. Game about the land. <laughs> oh, Christ. Feck our street girls. Oh. oh, I really hate that Father Taz. <laughs> oh, no. Father Undertaker, I've been told I need to kick Bishop Linda up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you're a racist now, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ireland's biggest lingerie section. <laughs> oh, hey, how funny was it the other week? <laughs> and Excalibur quoted Dark Place. Wasn't that nice? Wasn't Especially that it's just been a source of uh, criticism for many people, including me, about AEW's unsubtleness. Wow, Cody taking that sledgehammer and destroying that throne. Whatever can this mean? <laughs> oh, a literal golden ring. Uh, sorry, golden ring. I mean, it was a golden ring, but they brass ring above the ring. Ooh, you have to seize the brass ring. No, not metaphorically, literally. <laughs> I think it's your fault. I did spam it enough times. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think you. I think you spammed that Garth Marenghi image a lot, and I'm sure Excalibur saw it and just went, "I'm just going to use it." <laughs> yeah, I DM'd him to say, "Well done, pal," and he went, "Oh, thanks. I might as well use this for good." <laughs> yeah, and do you know what he did? And, and I, I'm proud. <laughs> It's like, speaking of not using symbolism, it's like, every skit we've done, no, <laughs> no, Father Kane. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that Kane, during his Hall of Fame acceptance speech, by now you've heard it, hope he talks about <laughs> our yes. skits. Thank you for those YouTube videos, Colonel XP. <laughs> like, what? What's he on about? <laughs> that was... Go on. <laughs> There was <laughs> there was two doors, and one said Hall, <laughs> one said Scott Hall, and the other said Hall of Fame. Oh. But unfortunately, the Scott fell off, and the Off Fame fell off. And Kay was meant to go out onto the stage to accept his award, and instead he walked in on Scott Steiner eating a pack of chewits in the shower. <laughs> That's walking, gotta be like, Kane, Chico. Like walking three miles to the corner shop <laughs> to get like one bar of chewing gum. Fantastic, Tom. Hey, Chico, that's gotta be Kane. Oh. <laughs> the joke is, 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> should um, should the network ever go to BT Sport and we have an issue where we can't watch SmackDown for a while? This podcast won't sound any different. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Undertaker is under Biker here again. Wow, great. Twice on one show. To take on Benoit. I'm sure Benoit's glad to have left WCW to get away from putting Sid and Nash over and make coming all the way to SmackDown to make uh, Undertaker look credible instead. Fantastic. It's actually a good thing. It's actually a good match, I should say, all things considered, until Kane shows up to beat down Undertaker. Then Benoit attacks Kane for showing up. They then realise, oh, wait, let's team up and beat up Undertaker together. But The Rock's theme hits because only The Rock can beat down Undertaker. <laughs> that match was supposed to figure out a number, one, a number one contender, but now we don't have one. And that's all that's said on this episode of SmackDown. I guess it's supposed to lead into Raw. I hope there was like a dark show segment for Rock because if that is his only appearance for live crowd then no one I would imagine Ryan. nothing nothing in the observer about this particular taping but I would imagine like at the end of the night he'd probably come out and have a match against Angle or something or a short little back and forth with Angle yeah or whether Kane comes out <laughs> and they have Kane rock later on as it's a, like wait whose music's that oh my god it's Father Kane that's music. gotta be Father Kane <laughs> Yes, that was the line I should have said. New, 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 new. He's back from Funland. <laughs> Wait, what? He's putting the the stick up to his mic. What's he? His mic. Putting the. St- oh, shut up, Matthew. He's talking badly. What's he saying? Fuck. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so why are you doing a- my 1998 stick, Matthew? It has been established for Ark. weeks. I can speak normally now. Ark. Because it's funnier that way. So he's got the body of a baby, but the mind of a spider. Ark. <laughs> That's right. That is... Father, I killed a man. Hmm? Never mind that. I'm going to be on the telly. Speaking of attacking JR, oh, hey, his Taz. Oh, Look at no, that segue. Taz. Yes. No, no, not far. He's just a victor right now. Da, 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 da. Hey, Lola. He's only, 
he's only he's only five four, so he's he's a stepfather. <laughs> Redeem myself for that one. End the show there. End, end the show there. We can't we can't go any higher. We can't go any higher. Yeah, do yourself a favour. Cut out all the bits between the lug segment and that, and then leave that <laughs> just in. Just this. And we'll call it a day. <laughs> Stepfather Taz says he should be number one contender after losing to Lawler at SummerSlam. I agree. Stepfather uh, Taz. On Raw, uh, Father Ross hit Father <laughs> Stepfather Taz with a trash can, and then Steve Blackman flew off the apron with a crazy-ass <laughs> drop. Bloody hell. By the way, this needs to be highlighted. All right, I'm on the apron. I need, I need to... I need a proper landing pad if I'm going to do something like this. So preferably a big, fat rest. Oh, it's Taz. Oh, what the hell? He'll Carpe do. D- Carpe DM, you git. And um, he's able to retain the hardcore title. Taz says, Mr. Microphone 1 and Mr. Microphone 2 have been costing me matches. We didn't check to see if there was a Mr. Microphone 1 and 2. Would be good if there was. Uh, Taz asks where JR is. Is he at home? And I quote, unfrosting his frozen face. Oof. <laughs> Taz goes for Lawler, but Y2J's music kicks in instead. He asks him to shut the hell up because the mood has indeed changed to boredom. And since the commentators have beaten up Taz, the cameramen, the lighting guys, the boom mic operators, the guy selling popcorn, loyal uh, news buggy, Aiden Gibbons, all want a piece of you. Jericho thinks he's a bully, and he's going to deal with him the same way he dealt with the bullies at his school, by stretching them and sending them home to his mother. All right, Jericho is on the rock level of being funny, but also being way too close to the truth for the character, because it's funny if, uh, you know, Jericho gets his head kicked in or Taz says something to rebuke him. I think everything he said was exactly true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh You lost to the commentators, you're boring as hell, and I'm going to make fun of your Brooklyn accent. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And like it. Yeah, that's it. From that South Africa, America place where Bobby Khan's from. Uh, Taz used to suplex Jericho about an ECW 1996. Ah, good times. Hopefully he remembers those memories as the crowd crowd kind of dies like Taz's career. Despite the nice Taz plexes he throws to Jericho. There was one lovely bit in this match, though, for Taz. One little glimmer of hope. <laughs> When Jericho was coming off the bull, coming off the ropes with the bulldog, and Taz quickly turns it into a Tazplex, rolls mm. out of the ring, and just twats Jerry Lawler. I was about to in say, like yeah. one smooth motion. Taz slaps Lawler and gets attacked by Lawler, which sets up Jericho <laughs> low blowing Taz, or as we call it in the biz, a really low blow and a lion salt. Taz goes for Lawler again. Lawler says he hasn't had enough. He's still breathing, and the referees get involved. Fantastic use of Taz. He's already lost to commentators and Blackman, and Jim Ross hit him with a bin. Let's have him get punted by Lawler and lose to the Lion Salt Man. Would it have... I feel really bad for Taz. I know we've said it already. I feel bad for Taz. Like, I don't think he... he I think he's got something to offer. But unfortunately, in a company where everybody is so tall, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Do you think he would have done any better in WCW? No, because 
there was more chance of him doing stuff to Triple H than there was to, oh, uh, let's see, Kevin Nash versus Sid. Taz. That wouldn't have worked. Sid, Steiner, like, no. God, no. Like I said, ECW was perfect at getting a lot out of a little, and then they went into different companies and like, well, no, we expect a lot out of a lot. Sorry. Yeah. That's the way that's, it is. And, that's, and that, what you say there is absolutely bang on, where some companies will expect a little out of a lot. WWE said, no, you need to be the whole package. That's just how it works. If you want to get over, we won't hide your, 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 your lack of skill. We will, if anything, shine a light on it until you get it right. Look at Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw, who has never been the greatest talker. So for a while, they gave him a faction and a mouthpiece, and now they're making him talk again. Like, no, you need to be the full package. I don't know whether that's the right answer to do it that way, whereby you have to be good at everything. Why not just let people be good at something and protect them? (laughs) Is it me? that you're looking for um no it's again it's one of the things people look at ecw and go that was fantastic and it probably helped the myth of ecw to be honest with you with taz going out here and looking like a bum uh let's see who else 911 when he went over and he insisted that he be a good wrestler and stuff even though paul Heyman said no you are good at doing one thing and then sodden off no i want a full match i promise you this will be the end of your career i want to do a full match all right you got it had a horrible match never used him again he went to WCW, was a jobber for like worldwide for a bit and then left and mm. was, hasn't been seen since they've started doing ECW reunion shows. So I think it helped some people if they were thinking, do you want to go to WWF or WCW? They're like, no, I'll be horribly used. Mm. Like, and then they just look and point at some people. The Dudleys right now are a rare example of that. I'm trying to think. Uh, Chris Candido is a good one who did not have the best of runs in WF, bless him. Uh, WCW, um, oh, whatever. You know, so I think they, Mike Awesome, uh, oh God. So yeah, they can look at ECW and go, yeah, you might not get me. The checks may bounce, but you look great. Yeah. So anyway, still love you, Taz. Thank you for your commentary every week. Thank you, Taz. Thank you, yeah. Taz. Thank you, Taz. Uh, Just Joe, who is definitely shooting above his weight here doing these segments, uh, tells Kurt he heard banging from. T- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I heard banging. I heard banging from Steph's locker room. And Kurt says, you bloody pervert. Go away. (laughs) And he says, I think that means that Triple H hits Stephanie again. And Angle goes to curtail this. What? Curtail this. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Someone someone snuck in when I wasn't looking and typed that up. And I had to read it. Uh, Kai and Ty are shown laughing at Bubba going through four tables during TLC. They turn around and the Dudleys are watching them, watching themselves go through four tables during TLC. No table, (laughs) no table, they yell, like 1960s representations of Japanese people. So that nicely sets up a match now with, uh uh-oh, the APA showing up and working for somebody. Can't I get wrecked the entire match? But as soon as tables are summoned, Bradshaw clotheslines Devon and Taka gets put on top. And Kai and Tai win. Oh, but Bubba is pissed. And they powerbombs Taka through for knocking the table anyway. Pretty throwaway match here just to get some tables and the Dudleys on TV. Fair enough. But I like the fact that they had a little intro to why this match was happening. 
instead of just throwing out there and going, ooh, action. Mm. They actually had the little setup going, ha, ha, ha. Rather than going, remember what this happened at TLC? It was, you know, actually have Taka and Funaki go, <laughs> look at this very impressive bump on the show that is available on the replay system. I think maybe it is. Didn't say so, but I imagine it's still on replay a week later. I, I learned know, something new about oh, the APA that, I, that in all the years I've watched wrestling, I never spotted this. And it was Michael Cole that pointed it out on commentary. I never spotted it. When they have their gloves on, they're doing APA business. Oh. Michael Cole pointed it out. They were walking down the ring with their gloves on. And that normally apparently means, oh, they're there because they've been paid to be there. But who's paid for them? I liked that. That was a nice little touch that I never spotted before. That was nice. Uh, the other way you can tell that they're working is because they weren't involved in the match and they showed up anyway. I mean, there is that as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be Tom. Hey! Kurt checks on Steph, but she's cool. And it says, Triple H didn't touch her. Well, that settles that then, Tom. I imagine that'll be the last of these segments tonight. I'm sure it'll and all be done there. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of done... Trish Stratus tries to motivate Val Venus, but he's like, I'm sick of your bleached hair, push your bra, and cowboy hat. I don't need you. <laughs> and then leaves Trish, and Trish is like, no, I, I made you, pal. Uh, so say it with me. Goodbye, push. <laughs> Literally, the tiniest thing interesting left about Valvidas just stripped away like he's on this mission to to get rid of any gimmick that he might have to the point where he's just like the the essence of a wrestler that's just okay at wrestling <laughs> the essence of like a creator wrestler like well we tried <laughs> anyway Rikishi takes on Valvidas to to further drag that Venus push into the recycle bin. I put in my notes here, vague Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Steam music's... They smash each other around like the good old days of July, but RTC run down to attempt to interfere with Tuchel blocking them, which is just a setup. Allowing Stephen Richards to smash Rikishi with a ring bell for Val Venus to win. RTC helping Val Venus. Val Venus wearing all white. Tom, where can it be going? Oh, Val Venus becomes a porn star again. <laughs> You've inspired me, right to censor. <laughs> I'm going to get my dick out for the lads again. <laughs> no, no, Val, that wasn't the idea. No, that's the complete wrong. No, it's fine. I can see. Behind the intricacies of right to censor, that you want me plowing sisters again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that's the complete opposite. This show's intended for children. Sister Twat 3. I can see it. <laughs> no, no. Why is this the second religious TV show we've referenced today? Oh. <laughs> Valvinus and Sister Twat Father, Father Jackoff <laughs> What are you doing here? <laughs> hey Val Arse girls <laughs> Arse girls you say <laughs> Arse 
Girls and feck, a few <laughs> of my favorite things. He's <laughs> a few of my favorite things. <laughs> Can I have a job? No. <laughs> <laughs> cry, cry, cry. <laughs> Some catch-up segments air, ending with Triple H saying it'll be okay if Steph and Kurt stay friends. But then, the Popo arrests Triple H for spousal abuse, with Stephanie insisting it wasn't her who called the Popo. Foley helps by making it Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero as the main event. <laughs> with Steph in Kurt's corner as Triple H is driven away in the police car. <laughs> Foley, a complete dickhead here, and I loved it. <laughs> Don't worry, Steph, I can help. Oh, can you? Can you use your uh, authority on the WWF to stop the police? No, I can make this match a singles match. What? <laughs> use your power for good. I'm just going to change the stipulations of this match and not bring any resolution to this this case of mistaken identity. Right. <laughs> and that match is now. This is an infamous match that made it into Kurt's crappy book because Kurt was still recovering from the concussion and got not, got knocked loopy again, he's with me to say, with the match being awful as he tried to remember what was happening, but ended up being, as he quotes, not that bad after lots of editing. <laughs> so as a match, it's not really worth talking about. I'll just go over what happened. Uh, but if you want to watch this match on SmackDown's section of Peacock, good luck finding it. <laughs> you'll notice, like we did, the sheer amount of cutaway shots to China and uh, other things. So this must have been edited like the Snyder cut, to be honest with you. Uh, and he tries to do a chair shot, Kurt, but he hides behind China. Uh, the commentators talk about Kurt's swollen brain. Fantastic. Uh, Eddie gets knocked off the apron onto Steph, and this already looks like a giant mess, even with the fine editing. Uh, blah, 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 I've written here. Kurt nails Eddie with the <laughs> European title to win. Crowd doesn't seem arsed. Looking around going, God, I hope that's not the main event. And then China <laughs> DDTs Stephanie for a giant pop. That's all, folks. No dark match. Go home. What do you think, Tom? Did you think the match was that bad? I, I was think looking it was at the production bad. side of the how much editing there was because of what was happening. And again, maybe just if I was able to switch that off or if I hadn't mm. read Kurt's crappy book and read about the fact that he singled out this match as an example of, yeah, I thought I was okay and I didn't want to say that I wasn't. Right. Because I'm a manly man who did the Olympics with a broken freaking neck, a few tabs and a few Lucas aids, and I was all right. And then the match is like, what happened? It's all right, we'll fix it in Edmonton. We'll fix it in Edmonton. Right, but. fair. That might, yeah, okay. I did, yeah, because the edit, I didn't think it was that bad, but it's interesting to hear that side of it. Just think, in four years' time, though, they'll they'll get this formula right, and this will be a match at WrestleMania. In less than four years. Oh, yeah, you're right. I thought, no, yeah. not, not next WrestleMania. I'm like, no, WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania three, in three and a half years' time, this will be a match at WrestleMania. And it'll be for the title. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be like, yep. Great. Good times. That'll happen. That'll happen. But I, I like seeing Guerrero in the main event. It's a nice fit. Guerrero is such a great character here. And oh, away he is, from absolutely. away from how Paggard Angle clearly was, um, it's good to see him in the main event. That's my takeaway. So, yeah. So that's SmackDown this week. <laughs> Somewhere amongst all there. Anticlimatic ending there, and all the palaver of the intro <laughs> in the middle and every other bit. But it's not our fault. Yes, 
this is the part of the show where we go, <laughs> what do you remember about this week's event? So from this week, I remembered... I'll tell you what I remembered from this week. It was Kurt Angle at the top of the show just being a shit-stirring little gobshite <laughs> and being so good at it. Like, to the point where, like, he's just trying to... He's just gaslighting left, right, and centre. And and I thought he was great. So Angle in the opening segment was was something I, I remember. And seeing Eddie in the main event, uh, but more so Angle in, at the opener. How about you? I'll go with Al Snow beating Perry Sutton for the European title. Because I remember him saying Europa, Europa, whatever. In the same <laughs> way that Brucey P was asked, where's the Caribbean strap match come from? And he went, Caribbea. <laughs> you know, still my f- probably the best thing he's ever done. Um, I remember that. And also sets up a fantastic series of skits and bits to introduce us to Wee Regal in WWE. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm. What was something that you've plum forgot? Now, funny you mentioned the whole Europa stuff. That it was actually what I forgot was how good Saturn and Al Snow was as a match. Like they really went for it on this night, for whatever reason. Tonight they just went, we're just gonna dial it all the way up. And if and if you watch one match from this show, probably watch that one, Saturn and Al Snow, because they have a great match here, really good, better than it deserves to be. Hmm. I think maybe look. Almost look like they're going. Look, we've had some rough matches these past few weeks. Let's actually try this week, okay? Because <laughs> I think we need this this match to prove that we have got what it takes. Because we're going nowhere. We're second place to asses. So let's try and get that sorted out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, brilliant Good on stuff. Them. They yeah, it, so Good uh, on also them. can go back to sucking the life out of things now. <laughs> We are back next Saturday. Hopefully, you won't be too wrestlinged out uh, just whilst I've got your ear. Uh, enjoy night one of WrestleMania tonight. So that's happening just before this go, you know, just before you hear our dulcet tones. WrestleMania a bit later on, just after rather, not just before. Uh, obviously, throughout the week, uh, we have been throwing a lot of content at you on the YouTube channel, on the podcast feed and everywhere. We'd like to thank you for your consistent, bloody wonderful support of Cultaholic. We simply could not do what we do without you. And if you haven't made time already, if you need to kill some time before WrestleMania starts, how about five hours and 18 minutes ranking every WrestleMania match from worst to best? A video that when Andrew tweeted about it, Matthew Gregg's response was simply, you guys are weird. (laughs) I mean... Where's the lie? <laughs> there is no lie, did I stutter? Uh, there is no lie. It's a hellacious video. Uh, our editing team are phenomenal. They have put our, they have put together one of the most beautifully produced videos I think we've ever done in Cultaholic history. And that includes Don't You Forget About Keith. Um, it's a stunning piece of work. It is a, it is a tour de force. It is a journey. And you can take that journey right now. Uh, also on the YouTube channel, uh, obviously news videos. The, the last remnants of Graded. Graded is coming to an end. For me personally, my last Graded will be NXT on Tuesday night. So that'll be the final Graded oh. that, I, that I do until presumably Backlash. I think we'll do it for pay-per-views. We'll see. The backlash of it not being around, you mean. (laughs) Oh, that's exactly it. Uh, But yeah, so those those are some things. Um, If you missed it, yeah, if you missed it over this past week, brand new Desert Island Graps, 
revisited where Effie and myself watched the Hollywood Backlot Brawl from WrestleMania 12. That's a good time out by all. Good fun with Effie. Math, what are you working on this week, sir? What do we need to plug for you? They're probably Effie ignoring me. Um, no, this week it'll just be some streams. Uh, oh, see the one that I do called Hollywood every Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah tonight, and, uh, tonight, 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 tonight. Oh, Christ, tonight. Yes. Tonight, 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 tonight. What game are you playing <laughs> tonight? Uh, 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 Silent Hill tonight. Yeah. I'm stuck in it. What a bloody weird game, but the chats have been amazing. I've been loving <laughs> yeah. it. Complete crap. And I, I got them saying, oh, this is a completely crap. And people going, what do you mean? I mean, oh, no, in a good way. It's good crap. They're like, okay, thank you for the backhanded compliment. <laughs> Same to you, I guess. I'm like, no, no, it's good when I say it's crap. <laughs> it's good crap. They're like, uh, okay. Be proud of your but good yes, crap. It's been fun times. And then, yeah, the Botchamania will have to come out. Oh, I guess the following weekend, because normally it'd be time for one of a fantastic Botchamania. But, hey. <laughs> What's happening this weekend? Why, a little event called WrestleMania. So it makes <laughs> too much sense to wait in a week and wait for all the fantastic things, which probably won't be happening at WrestleMania because it'll be uh, all edited and pre-taped and all that. We'll see. Anyway. Wait, is it live? Oh, who cares about WrestleMania? that? WrestleMania? No, WrestleMania is live. Mm. Very live. In front of a live crowd. Oh, God, there is a live crowd there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actual people. You know people what? It's going to take a while mania. to get used to that. So, yeah. you know, well, this is the only one for a while in front of a live crowd, so enjoy it, because they were back in the Thunderdome on Monday. Yes. So, enjoy the people. <laughs> enjoy the silence. And until next time, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am Dandy Highwayman Tom Campbell. Together, <laughs> we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. <gasps> Father Tuss! (laughs) I've accidentally drank the communal wine! Love you! (laughs) Love you, bye. Happy WrestleMania. (laughs) What kind of ships do pirates find hard to maintain? Relationships. (laughs) Alright, Val. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 